Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia places REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. We haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, where the origins are made up and the points don't matter. Where eyebrow thickness measures your evilness, and where guys in sweater vests dare to question others' fashion choices. That's all in today's episode about Negaduck. Not that one. The other one. The, the, one the OG. OG eyebrow duck. Megavolt's son. Megavolt's son. <laughs> so before we dive into the stinky, stinky origins of, or I guess, I don't know, or origins? Question mark, I guess. Uh, Anch has some updates for y'all. I have a merchandise update, just a very brief one that a new Darkwing Duck Funko Pop was released. It's the exact same design. It's just a different pose where I guess he has one of his arms out and he's, I don't know, doing his thing. Uh, but the only thing that's different is that Funko Pop has, I guess because they love making money, they have what are called Chase Funko Pops. And those are, I guess, rare variations where they change the colors or they add little details and it's a surprise maybe you'll get one and the chase is negaduck so there's a chance that if you go to purchase this darkwing duck funko pop and you're expecting darkwing there's i think a one out of nine chance that you will open that box and it will be the gremlin man staring back at you (laughs) You will have lost the lottery. Yes. Negaduck would be ashamed if ever he was here that people said that they won the lottery because of him. And they didn't even, I guess because it's a chase, it's considered just a variation, so it still has Darkwing's name on the box. The actual Negaduck Funko previously actually has Negaduck's name on it, but I think this was just their way of saving money probably because they don't have to make a completely separate character and all they have to do is recolor it. There you go. Just like a real Negaduck. But what if his chase variation was him in like a trench coat? <laughs> just because. Trench coat uh, it sold like hotcakes. I was on there looking at the eBay thing. It tells you how many were sold. I could not purchase one because I guess for whatever reason it wouldn't ship to Canada. So I just looked on sadly but it was just i refreshed the page and it was it started at like three thousand and i refreshed it and it was like up to six thousand and it just kept going so apparently a lot of people were buying darkwing although i suspect that there was a lot of stores or people trying to buy multiples so that they can get the Mm -hmm. negaduck and then upsell it on ebay for a ridiculous amount of money yeah I feel like people do that too, that they have like a whole Funko Bop business where oh. they just get the rare ones and flip them. Oh, absolutely. I think people make a career out of it. They do the same thing with artwork. They'll commission artists like James Silvani and Tad, and they'll have them draw the artwork for a reasonable price, and then they'll go get it autographed by, you know, a few of the voice actors, Jim Cummings, etc. And then they'll sell it on eBay. I saw one going for $700, and it was a headshot of Launchpad that I think Tad Stones drew, and it was signed by Jim Cummings, and that's what they do. And I don't know if it actually works or not. Maybe it does. That's why they keep doing it. Mm. Somebody out there, there's a buyer for everything. It would seem so. So there you go. 
I guess if you want to find Negaduck without the one in nine chance, you can go buy a $100 version on eBay. But I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. I Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. To get your Negaduck fix. Get your Negaduck fix. Or both he and Darkwing are airing out an armpit. <laughs> holding, the, holding the cape up. That's a beautiful description. Of Thank you. Imagine if uh, the little Negaduck figure had, like, some pit stains. No! That would just be Jim Starling going musky. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Part of the theme. That's what Funko Pops are missing. Pit stains. I've I've said it before. I've said it again. I hate Funko Pops. They also released a t-shirt along with it that was a Funko Pop Darkwing on a t-shirt and I'm very curious as to why they're doing this and I wonder if they're testing the waters to see <laughs> I just imagine you sitting in front of your computer shaking your head being like why are you doing this <laughs> why why are you doing this I think about Frank and Goni's talking at the at that gallery nucleus DuckTales Q&A and they said somewhere I think near the beginning of it that Part of the reason Disney decided to do a reboot is because they noticed that the DuckTales merchandise from the old show was selling really well, like at Target Mm. and other licensed places, Hot Topic, that kind of thing. So I wonder if maybe that's why they kind of they're releasing merchandise, because there's a few things that have come out recently from Disney that are Darkwing stuff. And maybe it's their way to gauge whether or not this is something they could profit from and whether or not they should go through with the cartoon which we still don't know if it's the reboot that it could be happening but who knows come on disney just give give us us something give us the duck give it come on you know you want to but yeah uh other than that news the next issue of the dynamite darkwing duck series drops uh, by the time this is recorded, it will have already dropped, I think, technically. But it drops February 22nd. So we will we'll cover that after this episode. 222. Oh. 222.23. Almost perfect. But. Issue 2 on the second month on the 22nd. Do that. <laughs> We've it's cracked the code. Jack, right? Yeah, it's a it's a quackerjack one, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. And you know, we've talked a lot about the artwork, so that's what I'm really curious about to see if the artwork is similar or if it's different. So, yeah, I'm also curious to see if Quackerjack is is at all aware of the modern technology around him. That's a good point. We'll find out soon. And I, I hope that her model foot is in this one as well. <laughs> He's just it's in- just a reoccurring theme. He's like the third under, or well, I guess how many members of Team Darkwing are there? Or three? Or unless you count Honker when he joins. I them. always count Honker, <laughs> so he'll be the fifth one. So gonna be a model foot extravaganza. I have it on good authority, which is my imagination that there will be a lot of her model foot going forward. I hope so. Yeah, especially in the ongoing adventures of Herbert Muddlefoot. Uh, as brought to you by the drawing notes any day now. Well, I'm happy to say we've got some Herb Muddlefoot in this episode we're about to cover. We certainly do, Angel. We have to wait quite a bit until he shows up. 
But if you would like to watch this episode with us, it is Season 1, Episode 66, Negaduck. The description is Darkwing Duck is split in two by an energy ray. In the fancy high-quality version that Ange has found in the depths of the internet many moons ago, the German title, the German title of this episode is, what is it, Ange? Tell them, because it's the best. Megavolt's son. Megavolt's son. <laughs> son, spelled S-O-H-N, I guess. <laughs> oh, magnificent. I love it. Um, so, yeah. So, we kind of hit the ground running in this one. Um, we see Megavolt's on a job. He's got... a little tripod camera looking thing that he is immediately just dumping exposition into this episode talking about positrons and negatrons and that this little camera doohickey separate the two and he uses it to split a vault door in two so that he can walk on in and carry out a pile of money bags about as tall as he is so does that mean the door has an evil half and a good half you bet it does <laughs> <laughs> Everything has an evil and a good half, I suppose. It's a very scientific show, mm -hmm. Duckling Duck. So as he's carrying those money bags out, he finds out that they're not actually filled with money. They're filled with ball bearings for some reason. And then from inside one of the bags, we get a very distressed eye and a terror that flaps in the night as Darkwing is apparently in one of the sacks and has closed himself up in it. But then lets off a smoke bomb, so he's just kind of gassing himself out and starts hopping around in the little bag. And he says, I am the cat that somebody let out of the bag. And then he just knifes his way out of the, <laughs> the bag. And uh, he sees this camera-looking thing and somehow immediately knows what it is. And says to Megavolt, hey, nice Tron Splitter, Megavolt, birthday present. And uh, Megs just kind of zaps him and... Jumps out the window, but then scrambles back in cartoon style because he forgot they were on the 90th floor. That's a really tall building, too. Nang Megavolt with his gas gun. Of course, he gets his ass handed to him, as only Darkwing can. But then he winds up knocking Megavolt out the window. But this time, he actually falls to his death. Um, and as these things happen, the Tron Splitter fires and hits Darkwing. Smoke bomb goes off. We get to watch Megapol plummet to his death and land in his sewer. An impressive flash of electricity just doubling down on him being dead. I'm, of course, being sarcastic. Back up on the 90th floor, Darkwing gets up and uh, says that he has to take up something safer from than uh, crime fighting, like embroidery or ceramics. Which, I don't know how much safer either of those things are. There's pointy objects in both mm -hmm. and uh, then we pan over to another darkwing with very big black eyebrows he starts venting about how he has to take up something more profitable than crime fighting like shaking down girl scouts for their cookie money oh. and this episode is very interesting too because there's so many things that come out of like evil drake or angry drake that i feel are just attributed to like red and yellow negaduck like his like his personality is I feel his personality I think is way more violent than I don't even know that's not even accurate I don't it, it I don't know to me they seem like different characters how do you feel about that 
I would say, um, I would say this version is a little more one-dimensional, probably because he is meant to mm. be split into a perfect, fully evil half. Whereas I would argue that Negaduck is, despite the fact that he is 100% an evil, irredeemable character, he is technically mortal. So he probably, to some extent, in this world where we have very wacky science, he probably has a very, very small amount of positrons and then an imbalanced amount of negatrons. I wonder if it's like hormones, like when you have imbalanced hormones. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, I I also feel like this Negaduck doesn't really have fun. Yeah, because Negaduck, the, you know, Negaverse Negaduck, he has a sense of humor. Red and yellow. Yes, red and yellow boy has a sense of humor, and there's no crime that's too petty. I mean, he's the guy that could, he could very well, you know, do a weird, ridiculous take-over-the-world plot, but he's also the guy that will dig potholes after dark or, I don't know, (laughs) send you a mug with a picture of himself on it that is the worst picture ever because he knows that you hate that picture. (laughs) Uh Yes, the truest form of evil. But yeah, I don't know. So this is a very, he is very delightful, this evil Drake, but he's not, he doesn't quite have the panache of red and yellow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to say about that. But like his, his, like his threats, like shaking down Girl Scouts for cookie money and some of the other things he says throughout the episode are, are could have just come out of either version of Negaduck out of his mouth so there is that maybe because i i know that tad has mentioned that because they liked negaduck from this episode they took that and ran with it by bringing him back as the negaverse versions so maybe that stuff that you're seeing that overlaps is what they liked about mm-hmm. it and then brought that mm-hmm. over and enhanced it fair um although it does have something in it that i absolutely hate which i don't think you need to think too hard about you knowing me we'll talk about that once he shows up at the mallard house <laughs> because at the mallard house uh goslin is convincing launchpad to pitch a bowling ball at her so that she can hit it with her baseball bat and launchpad in a rare lucid moment is actually concerned about this but then just does it anyway and they break a statue of darkwing that's just in the mallard living room which i suppose they must not have too many guests over like wow unless oh but what if like drake is like uh the founding member of the darkwing duck fan club he absolutely is just got to keep tabs on everybody and see who appreciates him so anyway so they smash up the statue and then the the happy drake the prozac drake there's uh via spinning chair and gauze and a launch pad are trying to glue the statue back together and she's trying to distract him by asking him about his night casually that it gets out by the tron splitter but nobody's really paying attention because they're too busy trying to cobble the statue back together but they've just completely abstract arted it mm-hmm. where it's like his feet are on his head and his torso is kind of the base of the whole thing it's pretty pretty you know what it's an improvement <laughs> i'll say it launchpad cracks under the pressure and starts confessing to breaking the statue and Happy Drake is very forgiving. Goslin is shocked and asks if he's going to ground us, which makes it sound as like Drake has in the past has grounded Launchpad too. It sounds like he has two children instead of just one. 
going to ground us. Um, and Happy Drake is like, why would I ground you? And then she points out the statue and he says, it looks better this way. And he raises her allowance. And Goslin determines that this is reverse psychology and grounds herself and cuts off her own allowance. <laughs> and Happy Drake is just like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. Ta-ta. And Goslin just goes, ta-ta. <laughs> As her reality is starting to crumble, she's starting to begin to realize that things are not at all right. So at this very moment, the angry Drake spins into the living room via the armchair just as his happy counterpart had and it's like oh maybe god zapped too many times eyebrows drake jumps down her throat and this is this is the thing i'm gonna give you some ammunition against myself i hate when people assume that negaduck wears a sweater vest i cannot imagine it I do not. I do not subscribe to this. I understand. I understand in this episode, in this context, because this is like our Drake Mallard, but split. So this is evil self, and he would be evil, so he would wear a sweater vest. But red and yellow, Negaduck has no business in a sweater vest. Never. And rent. Never. Oh my God! Never, please. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, I don't think he'd be caught dead in a sweater vest in any shape or form unless it was a disguise for some reason or the other. But otherwise, nope. Nope. Hard pass. <laughs> this is our hot take that we're very dramatic and serious about. <laughs> this is it. If you cannot handle it, turn off the podcast now. <laughs> this is our controversial hot take. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so this butter vest monstrosity uh, jumps down her throat and starts screaming at her for talking about him behind her, behind his back. And then he notices the statue is busted and she's just like, I'm glad you finally came back to your senses. Now you ground me. She seriously wants to be grounded. It's pretty funny, actually. And, um, and angry Drake, well, he is very angry. He says he's going to ground her into hamburger. <laughs> damn dude as his eyebrows throb menacingly <laughs> uh he's going uh he says that she's gonna spend the rest of her life paying for this and then just to make matters worse happy drake wanders back in uh, uh, i'm sorry uh, have we met give me back my face you're getting it ugly dad dad hey i didn't know you had a brother he doesn't! One of them's an imposter launch pad! I'm just gonna start calling him Negaduck. Negaduck grabs Happy Drake's bill and he says the iconic line, Give me back my face, you're getting it ugly. <laughs> Aslan is very confused. And then Launchpad, taking the path of least resistance, says, I just, I didn't know you had a brother. And Goslin just shoves him. <laughs> shoves him away like an idiot. He doesn't have a brother. One of them is an imposter. But, and dear listeners, the gift from above, as we have to put these two drakes to the test, magnificent muddlefoots, they ring the doorbell and they just let themselves inside. <laughs> <laughs> and Urban Binky are strolling arm in arm, looking very happy, like, hey, Drake, you're home? And Tank comes storming in after them, and Little Honker is the only one who wasn't raised in a barn and closes the door. Goslin is terrified. <laughs> and it's spectacular. She knows that these model foots are in danger. 
and uh, a good day, of course, that Drake isn't a very big fan of the Muddlefoots. The happy Drake says, oh, goody, I love the Muddlefoots. <laughs> and an angry Drake just growls, I'll handle them. And then punches the kitchen door open, which I guess is now on Western Saloon hinges. So it just kind of swings in. And then we start our comedic turn of events here where Goslin is just kind of pushing the alternating dark wings through uh, so that she can distract the Muddlefoots and get rid of them. Uh, the Muddlefoots, on the other hand, have just helped made themselves at home. Herb is sitting on the couch, says that they invite themselves over to watch the Pelican Islands reuni uni yeah, reunion episodes, which seems like a perfectly normal thing that a person would do. And uh, he thought that he would do Drake a favor because he would have to watch it alone otherwise. And that would be terrible. Don't see? You have to have an entire family of Muddlefoots to watch things with. Or otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> So we do get to see a little bit of what they're watching, and it looks like an old gold Chip and Dale episode, so that's pretty interesting. Goslin turns off the TV and tells them that they have to go because Dad's got the plague. Spectacular. And Herb says, oh, it looks okay to me, because we see that Happy Drake has wandered into the living room and starts complimenting the Muddlefoots. He says that he's so happy to see them, and he compliments Binky's hair. She looks very flattered. And then uh, he even pinches Tank on his little cheek. And then Pank is, Tank is ready to punch him in his little face, but Goslin <laughs> intercepts and uh, shoves him back into the kitchen before the doors could even really close. Uh, Negaduck, who is smacking Launchpad in the face with a spatula, a metal spatula too, makes his way out of the kitchen, turns his sights on the sweet angel motorfoots, and he just immediately goes for Herb. Does everyone, anyone ever tell you what a lousy dresser you are, Herb? And Herb looks so sad. <laughs> he looks so sad. And he says, I paid top penny for this shirt. And this is exactly why angry this angry Drake, this negative should be shot into the sun. <laughs> Monster. Upset this, upset this sweet baby Herb. His beautiful Hawaiian shirt. Because... Sorry, you're wearing a sweater vest. Who do you think you are to bring anybody else down? Hmm? <laughs> Preach. Come on. But Goslin has appeared and pushed him back into the kitchen. So, there's that. But not even a second later, Happy Drake comes back out. He's got a tray full of food. Or the Muddlefoots. He's got all, and he's got all kinds of little things on it. Like the hamburgers. and want some. Like, it makes me hungry every time I see it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? That that's an interesting segue that doesn't really have anything to do with this episode. There's a web series that I watch, and it's just basically like they talk about their top five things, and it's like top five. It was top five foods, like fake foods, foods that aren't real, like from like cartoons or whatever else. Like, what were the things that you were just like, oh my god, I would so totally eat that. So we obviously don't have time to do a top five here, but I feel like. This food was definitely up there, but what would your what is your top fake um, food from like you know like Willy Wonka with the the three course gum or something like that? Um, there was something I saw recently, and I can't even remember what it was. I do know I recently watched the Hook movie again with uh, Robin <laughs> Williams. Robin Williams, and there was that weird, gross Play-Doh stuff, but you know. You can see real food at one point. And I remember being like, oh, that's kind of tasty. There was something else I watched very recently where I was like, oh, I want that in my mouth right now. But I don't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, like, I feel like the gray stuff from Beauty and the Beast also. I'm sure it's like a real thing, but it's always like, oh man, what is that? That looks delicious. That and the uh, food that Drake makes for the model fits in this. There you go. So yeah, he gives them the food and then Gosling drags him. It's like a lot of this and she shoves them back into the kitchen. And then, uh, then Negaduck Drake comes back out and like is jumping on Herb and screaming in his face. Freeloading my food again, eh, fatty? Want me to kill him, Pop? <laughs> Just try it, punk. Let me at him! Take the TV! Take the food! Take anything! But go home! Thanks, guys! Now we don't have to miss Wheel of Torture, neither! <laughs> Hunker, we got a problem! And starts threatening Hank, basically, and then Goslin comes up from behind with a basket and slams it on his head. And then finally learning her lesson, bars the door so that they can't come back out. And uh, as the, I don't know if it's both Drakes or just one or trying to get out, but she just tells them to keep the food, take whatever they want and leave. <laughs> um, because I guess actually she's got three grown men locked up in the kitchen because Launchpad's not out there either. And we see that her, they, they do take all the food, but Herb is also taking the television <laughs> and he says that these he's so excited that they don't have to miss their favorite show wheel of torture which i feel like probably would have been recreated in this living room if they hadn't left and negaduck was left to his own devices i guess i'm gonna say because normally herb has a tv so maybe it was another one of those muddlefoot house fires or bombings and they lost their previous tv <laughs> and they haven't replaced it yet or maybe there was just some really good looking food on TV and Herb just tried to, to cut it to get the food inside. Just keeping with the theme. Anything is possible with Muddlefoot ingenuity, except for avoiding property damage. Mm -hmm. As they're walking out, Goslin grabs Honker and she's like, we have a problem. And he's, he's now looped into the rest of this episode. Hooray! Uh, back in the kitchen, we see that Negaduck is still actively trying to murder Launchpad as he's trying to smash him with a frying pan. And Launchpad is just kind of crying for help <laughs> as Happy Drake is watching on, looking very concerned but not interfering. Throws out a violence never solved anything as angry Drake, his eyes filled with veins and his eyebrows snaking across his head like irritated setup Pete says, but it sure makes me feel good. Gosling comes up with a plan to tie them up and figure out who the real one is. And then uh, Negadark Drake runs away and pulls the gas gun on them. But uh, he tries to, sh like, I don't know, he tries to shoot them. And then like the happy Drake smacks or just kind of think holds up the frying pan and the gas bomb shoots back at him. So now he's knocked out and then they get to tie him up. But of course, like little happy Drake is like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll tie myself up. <laughs> so he's helpful. As drake's feathers beneath a microscope and we can see that the good drakes is filled with positrons which are little cherub looking angel ducks floating around with halos and then the other one is similar as it's just a whole bunch of little devil babies <laughs> devil demon babies so that makes you think too that 
positrons, negatrons are just little babies. Little babies. And they're tiny little microscopic things that are apparently just on the feathers uh, and I assume other types of flesh of every single character in this oh, universe. Yeah, it's I guess it's just kind of crawling around on the skin level. Like, <laughs> I didn't think like about that. They're like germs. They're like evil fleas. <laughs> or good fleas. It's interesting. Not even like biological. They're just parasites. Interesting. Then uh Goslin's just like, well where is his normal size? Which, you know, I didn't know that he had a normal side, but here we are. Kerr basically says that he has to put, we have, they had to put them back together. And then Goslin's like, well, how are we supposed to do that? He's like, well, how did you pull them apart? Because he thinks that Goslin did it. <laughs> Which, you know, fair. Very fair. I didn't do it. Um, and then they were just kind of like, oh, wait. Did he say something about Megavolt on Splitter? Like, oh, well, yeah, there you go then. Let's use that. And then Goslin's like, well, let's not get hasty. The good one did raise my allowance. So now they have to find Megavolt. And they don't really know where he is. But they're like, oh, we have two Darkwings here that we can use to find him. But they don't know which one's the bad one. Even though the bad one has giant black eyebrows. <laughs> of course, they picked the wrong ones. Because giant black eyebrows, Drake's, uh, is the one that makes them think that he's the nice one. Launchpad's like, oh, what are we going to do with him? Meaning the good Drake and... <laughs> Bad Drake is like, we kill him. Let's kill him now. <laughs> he's like, I mean, let's put him someplace safe. And then he dupes everybody and he traps Goslin and Launchpad and like a little closet in the vault blocking them in. And then he ties up good Drake, covers him in dynamite and then like hangs him from the ceiling. Like, oh, why take any chances? And he just loads him up with dynamite. Nobody's gonna put me back together with a namby-pamby goody two-shoes like you! Why take any chances? Hey, let us out! I'm going to town to do some crimes! Don't wait up for me! <laughs> So at the end of this, he just kind of winds up in the Darkwing costume, but it's just kind of like off the rails evil um, because that's how he's going to be living his life from now on <laughs> and we should embrace his choices. And we go to the marquee of a movie theater that is announcing that the cute little Lost Bunnies movie is playing mm-hmm. and the bad Drake, <laughs> bad, bad Drake, he reverses into the movie theater and then he menaces the, the clerk at the popcorn stand He's like, got any bonbons? <laughs> and then he just um, has popcorn and he's just uh, pissing the people off in the movie theater, stepping on them and chewing really loud, just being genuinely annoying. Everybody's really mad at him. He, he's just having the time of his life. You get to see this beautiful movie that they're all here to see. And it's really dewy eyed bunnies that talk with a lot of W's. this i want to see car wrecks and gunplay but this is a nice family movie not anymore it's not look out he's got a gun <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah bunnies are 
As the little bunnies are telling him that this is a nice family movie, pulls out a gun, <laughs> a shotgun, <laughs> and then the bunny, this the bunnies on the screen like start. Look out! He's got a gun. <laughs> so... We all run away as he shoots at the movie screen. <laughs> Things that age like milk and will never be. Oh my! God. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. You would not fly today, but good lord. So then somehow he runs th- through into the projection screen and is in is now in the movie. Yes. And he kind of laughs and runs into the distance and then he reappears with the tank. And he's <laughs> gonna tank that he crashes through the movie, but somehow also drives out of the projection screen at the movie theater and is now driving a tank around. And everybody runs out and he blows up movie theater. And uh, yeah, so basically that escalated very quickly. It was very Warner Brothers cartoon logic because I feel like Darkwing, while it has a lot of that logic, it doesn't use it to that extent a lot of the time. It doesn't push Mm -hmm. that far. But when they do, it is usually Negaduck because there's another, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Going Nowhere Fast. He does something similar where he's in the news and Tom Lockjaw is talking about him and he jumps through the the thing and strangles Tom Lockjaw. So it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's Negaduck's superpower, actually, is that he can bend film, but only in Looney Tune fashion. <laughs> so then we go back to Darkwing Tower where good Drake still has not exploded. Goslin and Launchpad are trying to free themselves from the closet. Uh, but aren't able to. Good Drake starts swinging himself from side to side and eventually dislodges a piece of dynamite that's been lit and it blows up the safe so the Goslin Launchpad can get out. And so the vault flies into the air and smashes into Drake, which, you know, as these things happen, he is still a Drake. Yeah, so then she drags him off to go find Megavolt. They all hop into the Thunderquack and Launchpad crashes into the ground and Good Drake is now dressed like Darkwing. And was like, wow, it's a nice landing. <laughs> I feel like as I feel like this would wear out really, uh, really fast for them. But I feel like at least for a little bit, Launchpad had to be happy that Drake was actually being very nice to him and appreciative. That's true. Gazin's like, I think we're on the right track. And then Launchpad's like, why do you think that? And then it's just the screen pans over and there's just absolute chaos and destruction everywhere there's like exploded buildings and overturned cars and smoke and all kinds of stuff he's really been busy and then <laughs> the evil darkwing slash negative jumps down from a rooftop just as a bunch of people run around the corner led by the angry little bunny mm-hmm. he was a cute little bunny but now he's an angry little bunny and he just declares let's whip his head off <laughs> And they all get swarmed, the two twins. And of course, the, the evil one gets away and they're beating up the good one. And Goslin and Launchpad try to jump in and get kicked right back out again. The dust settles and the good Drake has a crowbar bent over his head. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that little bunny forgot his crowbar. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So Goslin then puts Darkwing to work and we have to find Megavolt. Darkwing is like, oh, he's probably at the old haunt in the bad part of town, but you don't want to go there. And Gosling's like, yeah, we do. And then we see that Negaduck is also just walking to the old haunt. 
saying that he also thinks that Megavolt's probably there. And he is. And it, it's really just like an old western saloon in the middle of a city. It basically is, yes, and just trashier. Yeah, it's like, I think it's by like warehouses and stuff, but it's still just like, like you could totally see like a little tumbleweed by uh, inside the old haunt. Some degenerates hang around, but Megavolt is there. He's sitting at the bar and not drinking. He's got himself hooked up to a car battery. (laughs) And uh, he's saying as he's, you know, sitting there not knowing that his gift of prophecy is about to come true. that he's like, duck ever sets a web foot in here. I'll turn him into fried chicken. And then immediately Negaduck slams the door open. And Megavolt is like, oh, well, here we go. Negaduck is kind of just glaring around the bar. Megavolt sneaks up behind him. Like, it just really turns into a real Western showdown, saying that he's calling Megs out. <laughs> and Megavolt presses his belt buckle, which I guess charges his ray gun, because it kind of blinks. Mm-hmm. Megavolt tells him to make my day. And then Negaduck just throws a cup of water on him and he's out. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of gets electrocuted in slow motion. I don't know if that was a thing that happened... That was something that they did on Disney Plus to maybe protect like photosensitive people. Do you remember yours being like a slowed down electrocution of Megavolt? No, I don't actually. Mm. I mean, it's possible. I watched it a few weeks ago, but I don't recall it. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering. Curious. Because I know like once they realized that, you know, flashing lights are bad for epileptic people, like that they dimmed a whole bunch of things in cartoons. Like the most significant one that I remember is Pokemon. Like anytime a Pokemon would hop out of a Pokeball, they would dim the screen. I'm wondering if it was something like that. Well, I don't know. Someone might know. If you know, please send us an email (laughs) and uh, we will read it on an episode in three months, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so he does not die. Megavolt survives and thrives yet again. But then he just kind of, they talk to each other and figure out that he is the version created from the Tron Splitter. And Megavolt is super excited. And then he's like, what does this mean? And Negaduck says, yes. And then Megavolt tackle hugs him and screams, son! (laughs) The prophecy (laughs) is fulfilled. The prophecy is fulfilled. And he's super on board with this whole thing now and very excited. Tells his evil son that they should join forces and take over the city together. And I am very happy for the new father. <laughs> and Nekadex uh, is like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why don't you just show me that Tron splitter first and walk out the, the swinging saloon. And then Goslin and Launchpad yes. come in yep. the same time. <laughs> And then gets hit by the door, <laughs> if I recall. Oh, man. So she is dressed up. They're both dressed up in uh, punk rock outfits to try to blend into the old haunt crowd, I suppose. And they told good Darkwing to wait outside, as was probably the wisest thing. But then she just starts doing her overcompensating, acting super tough, and... Uh, nearly getting herself killed by these thugs but then the thugs kind of get derailed when all of a sudden good drake is in the bar and asks for change for like the gumball machine or something like that and then all of them are kind of afraid of him thinking that he's the one with the eyebrows i guess Mm -hmm. which 
The one with the eyebrows didn't really do anything to anybody, though. He just kind of threw a cup of water on Megavolt and left. Oh, he must have really made a very big impression on all these people that they're terrified of a Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Back at Megavolt's hideout, he's proudly showing off the Tron Splitter to his son, who is just in it to destroy Megavolt's baby. Does that mean that it's his sibling? Yes. He's committing siblicide. Ah! Uh, and he just asks Megavolt, got a sledgehammer? And Megavolt is like, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> Continues to talk about the machine. Uh, but Negadek then has his sledgehammer and tries to destroy it. And Megavolt scoops up his baby and does some evasive maneuvers. And then accidentally zaps Negadek again. And then he becomes super Tron split, I guess. And he becomes galvanized. I've always thought that this was a cool look, though. Mm-hmm. Like, his eyes and feathers are black. And his outfit is varying shades of gray. And he has like this sparkling, crackling energy coming off him. And he has very beady red eyes. It's uh, it's pretty cool. And I would wonder too, like in animation, like how do they make things so sparkly? Yeah, because back then it was cell anim- animation. So they would have layered it. Special effects would have been a little more complicated. But yes, I just think about the fact that there is a Funko Pop for the Negatron version of Negaduck. And... It's just called Negatron. <laughs> he glows in the dark, too. Oh, fancy, fancy. Mm-hmm. And he also probably, like, clogs your toilet and leaves your butter out for the cat to lick and all other sorts of mayhem. And then we get, I don't know if it's our only full one, but we get another I Am the Terror that flaps in the night. Ah, the most fiendish terror that flaps in the darkest night. I am the skunk that pulls your air. I am Megatron's alone can't be split or merged. You've been galvanized. Far out. Let's go do some major crimes. Crimes? Who cares about crimes? I'm into wanton, mindless destruction! Now to lay waste to St. Kennard! Just for the fun of it! Ingrate, you're no son of mine! And then he just smacks Megavolt straight through a wall. <laughs> and starts uh, gleefully prancing off to wreak havoc. And Megavolt yells at him, You're no son of mine! <laughs> it's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> And Negadek has this innate ability, I guess, to just destroy everything around him. Like a fence shoots into the sky plank by plank as he walks by. Black rain clouds follow him. And uh, Nega lightning just starts messing stuff up. Uh, the pavement cracks behind him. And windows smash as he walks by. Like, this is literally what Red and Yellow Negadek wishes his life was like. This is his dream. Megavolt kind of cross paths with... Uh, the Darkwing gang and Megavolt just kind of grabs good Darkwing is like we gotta stop Negaduck because if he destroys the city there won't be anything left to rob that's pretty sad logic it, it is and then we get a I am the terror that flaps and I am the shopping cart that nicks your paint job you're at the Darkwings need to be near each other to be merged back into one yeah so then Goslin's like oh no look out good work Darkwing he's about to step on a bug and good Darkwing runs to Negaduck and then the two Darkwings start duking it out, but Negaduck is too strong. 
Megavolt decides to galvanize the other Darkwing. Goslin's like, yeah, go kick his butt. And then good Darkwing is like, I'm going to go clean up after him. Let's get considerate. Galvanized good Darkwing just sparkles pink and prances <laughs> around on the air itself. Like, he, I don't even know if his feet ever touched the ground. He's just kind of floating with goodness. And he can also undo all of the destruction that Negaduck has done. Instantly rebuilding Town Hall and uh, he lets a heart-shaped balloon fly off, which Negaduck pops. And then the glitter that rains down magically fixes everything. And it's the glitter that's like fixing the crack in the road that Negaduck had made. That we get the scene of Goslin that's in the theme song that she gets zapped mm-hmm. by the crack getting fixed underneath her. Where that's from. And then uh, Good Darkwing continues on his Disney princess route as adorable woodland animals come <laughs> running up and he hugs them. And Negaduck tries to zap them all, but I guess this Positron Darkwing just absorbs it? He kind of... I guess they cancel each other out. I guess. And then they just kind of shoot cliches at each other mm-hmm. for a while. Blast energy at each other like they're uh, Super Saiyans. <laughs> and then Megavolt zaps them both. And then there's just one Darkwing finishing the actions of his two selves and punches himself in the face. <laughs> uh, so Darkwing is back for like a solid second before Megavolt shoots him again with a zoom lens and then he's like super big and then Goslin and him start fighting over the machine so that Darkwing goes through a variety of multiples. There's like a whole kick line and like, all different kinds of silly things. And then Goslin calls in Launchpad for help because obviously she's never met Launchpad before. And then Launchpad trips and smacks Goslin and Megavolt off the Tron splitter, uh, which then swivels around and zaps Megavolt, who then is only split from the torso up. <laughs> and he starts arguing with himself. And then, like, I guess the evil Megavolt is like, let's go shoot some pool. And the other one's like, oh, okay. That's one way to end it. Um, Goslin then smacks Darkwing awake, who then leaps back into his super Darkwing ways, declaring that he saved the city. And Goslin's like, oh, he's so obnoxious and arrogant, so conceited, it has to be dad. And then he tells her that she told her not to tag along in his adventures, so he's docking her allowance. And Goslin says that she doesn't care. She's just glad to have him back and hugs him. Queen shrugs at the camera over his shoulder. And that's the end. Kind of implies he doesn't remember that he was yeah. turned into two. Yeah, it does seem that way. Which, probably for the best. <laughs> because I feel like if he remembered that he was all-powerful one way or the other, he would be chasing that for the rest of his life. Womp womp. So there it is. There is Megavold's brief stint at fatherhood and the one kind of sort of possible origin for Negaduck, but not really. Not really an origin for anything. This is more of like a standalone. It's a classic trope, too. Some point in a lot of shows, somebody gets split into a good and evil half at some point in time. It's very classic. It's true. Like Stefan or Kel. Although he wasn't evil. Suave, cool guy. Whereas Steve Urkel from Family Members matters was not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's Negadek. And I would say, I'll let you rate it first. 
Does this qualify as a Negaduck scale episode for you? I'm going to say... The Negaduck factor? No. I'm going to say, technically, while they're similar, it's like you said at the beginning, they aren't quite the same. And Mm. this one never had the same appeal to me as our, you know, stinky boy. So I wouldn't say the factor... So the Negaduck factor doesn't play into it a whole lot, but... The episode itself is still really good anyways, so I still give it, mm. like, almost... I give it almost a 5 out of 5. Like, there's little things here and there that I could nitpick, but ultimately, you know, it's just... It's a classic. Like, it's one of those episodes when you talk about the top Darkwing Duck episodes that, you know, you have to watch at some point. This is definitely one of them. Mm. Like a 4.8. I guess. Okay, yeah. 4.8 out of 5. Oh, as we all know this episode had the model floats in it so it's got to be eleven thousand out of five for me but yeah as we said earlier it is it is a fun episode there's definitely some great things that come out of negaduck's mouth and his just general prankiness about everything is pretty spectacular but it just makes me want to watch red and yellow negaduck episode because he's just carries the story better i guess mm-hmm. i mean but we also did get megavolt in this too which is always great and megavolt is consistently fantastic and uh yeah now we guess i guess we know that megavolt drives his station wagon down to the old haunt and hooks himself up to a car battery some nights that's what gets him and... through after a, a hard night out losing to darkwing yeah yeah rough life and we also get the you know the cute little happy bunnies in in this iteration just colored like regular like regular bunnies i think did malice's restaurant the other one that they're in yes and they're blue pink and yellow in that one yes they're multicolored pastel abominations and this one just outright tries to kill a man with a crowbar <laughs> you know for good reason too We don't really know what happened to that tank, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, We are going to check in next week with the second issue of the Dynamite Darkwing comics. And then after that, we will watch my pick of Dry Hard so that we can get some Liquidator up in this piece. And then after that, who knows? You'll just have to tune in, friends. We will repopulate the wheel at some point. Uh, We already have some categories picked out. We are making new ones because we, I feel like, have packed out a lot of the old ones. And we also don't really want to punish ourselves too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like we had a really rough patch in that first wheel where we just got all the terrible episodes. Mm -hmm. So... We're trying to even it out. That being said, it is going to be primarily a comic guy wheel. No, it's not. But more on that, uh, the situation progresses. But until then, remember to give back my face for making it ugly. And then that crime doesn't sleep. And neither do we or Megavolt hooked up to a car battery. Let's whip him apart. (laughs) Let's whip him apart. (laughs) 